Welcome to Igor Smosha A to Z, where we look at three Q voters of Moshe Feinstein each week, following themes alphabetically, A through Z. And this week we're looking at B, birth control. The Cuba we're going to do now is from Igris Moshe Aleph Samach Gimel, Evan Ezer, 163. And this is quite an early one. It's written in 1935, before Rav Moshe Feinstein even came to the United States. It's really one of our very early two vote of his. And the question was about the use of a diaphragm and also the use of a condom. And Rav Moshe's response to this is surprising in both directions. By a diaphragm, many post-games, certainly nowadays, assume that that's not a problem. The semen goes into the woman's body, even if it doesn't go into the uterus, it's not a problem of wasting of seed. Rav Moshe Feinstein, however, assumed that the Talmudic moch, which is a type of a sponge that was put near the front of the vaginal canal, and in which the semen really spilled pretty much immediately outside the body, that's the way many post understand the moch, Rav Moshe Feinstein assumed that the diaphragm was no different from the moch, and that if a moch is problematic, which it is, and has gone through hundreds of years of discussion about when it can be used, then he assumed that the diaphragm was equally problematic, that it was a problem of wasting of semen because the semen did not go into the uterus and eventually fell out of the woman's body. So what's surprising, number one, is that Rav Moshe in general takes a stricter approach towards the diaphragm than many other posts give. But what's surprising, number two, is since he feels that a diaphragm can sometimes be used, um, under the right circumstances, if it's a danger to become pregnant, and he feels that it is a case of the semen being destroyed and nevertheless can be used, then this, then what that suggests is that maybe a condom can be used when that's necessary, because if that's a problem of the semen being destroyed, well, so is the diaphragm. So if the diaphragm is okay, then maybe the condom should be okay. And Rav Moshe deals with that question in this chuva, and he actually concludes that, yes, sometimes a condom would be permitted. Um, it's fascinating. Nowadays, the assumption is condom totally taboo. And here, of Moshe Feinstein in 1935 said that there are times when a condom would be permitted. So let's take a look at the tshuva. What about the problem of a wasting of seed? Again, remember, of Moshe is dealing with this initially not about the condom, but about the moch. And he's dealing with a whole camp of Rishonim that permit the use of moch when there are concerns for the woman's health and so on, and maybe even when it's not even a risk of life. And the question is, wait, why isn't this a problem of wasting of seed? So you could take an approach that says, well, because of protecting the woman's health, woman's life, that overrides, yes, it is a transgression, but there are more important things that override. But Rav Moshe says, if you read the Rishonim, that's not what they're saying. What they are saying is, that it is not wasting of seed because since you need to use this for the woman's health, and then it's an act of marital sex which serves a purpose. Marital sex is a mitzvah ona. It's a mitzvah for husband and wife to come together this way. So because it serves a purpose, this is not a problem of zerolavatala because the semen is not being ejaculated for waste, for no purpose. It's actually part of the act of marital intercourse. Um, and since a woman needs for her health to be using a diaphragm, then there's no other way for them to be having sex. The husband has no response obligations. Part of sex is is leading to the ejaculation. And in this context, it's in the midst of marital sex and it's not a problem of Sarah Levatola. And here's what he writes. He says, even if, 
even if by other women who don't need to use this because the semen is coming out of her body and not, um, it's considered to be wasting, it's considered almost as if, you know, from a perspective of, of wasting seed, like an act of, of, um, of masturbation. But he says, with women that need to use it for a health reason, it's permissible. Why? Not because this need overrides the problem, but it reframes the issue. If it's a danger to become pregnant, and therefore the only way to do the mitzvah of marital sex is by using this device. And therefore, since this is part of the mitzvah of marital sex, it is not considered zera levatala. Okay, and he says, it's inherently permissible. It's not zera levatala. It's marital sex. And not because one need overrode another need. So this is a reframing of the zera levatala problem. Ejaculation is not a problem, even if it occurs outside of the woman's body in the context of marital sex, certainly when that was necessary because of the woman's health. And then Rav Moshe goes even further. And he says, one of the major Rishonim who represents this uh, position, it's based on a discussion in the Gemara Yevamos, is the Ri, Rabbeinu Yitzchak, one of the early Bali Hatosvos. And Rav Moshe connects this position of the Ri with another position of the Ri in Yevamot, which is the question about what is permitted in the context of marital sex, not about an issue of a health issue. And can husband and wife engage in forms of marital sex which lead to ejaculating outside of the woman's body? Is that a problem of Zerah Levatala or not? And the Ri says, it's not a problem of Zerah Levatala. This is what they desire. This is part of marital sex. And therefore, there's no element of Levatala. The ejaculation is for a purpose. What is the purpose? marital sex. It's not defined as levatala just because it's outside of the woman's body. It should be noted this is specifically because it's between husband and wife. It's not an act of masturbation. Shorof Moshe says it's the same position there as it is here. And therefore, certainly when it's an issue of health, just because the semen goes outside of the woman's body should not be a problem of zera levatala. It actually, in this context, is being done for a purpose. And in some contexts, according to the re. It might be enough that it's a purpose that this is just how they want to be, what they want to be doing in their sex life. But certainly in this context, there's a health purpose, and it's not a problem of levatala. And then Rav Moshe says that overwhelmingly, this is the position of the Rishonim. He says, "Venimsa shalashitas hardly Rishonim. Who's in this camp?" There's Rashi, there's Ri, Haramban, Vara'av, Talmud Rashba. He goes on and on listing. I mean, he actually has two camps that are similar, but ultimately he says this is the camp of Rashi, Ri, and Tosos, many, many Rishonim, and many of the Sephardi Rishonim. So based on this, Rav Moshe says, when there is a health issue, now Rav Moshe often wanted it to be a pikuach nefesh issue, type of a real life danger. Um, and Rav Moshe said, though, you can't say that pikuach nefesh overrides everything because they don't have to be having sex. They could always just get divorced. But nevertheless, if they are having sex because the woman's life is at risk, that obviously means that it's acceptable to use this type of a device and it's not levatala, again, because it is for a purpose. This was Rav Moshe's general approach by a diaphragm to treat it like the Talmudic moch and to say it starts as a problem of zero levatala, but to say that it's not levatala when it's being used because of serious health issues. And now he moves from this to discuss the condom, because once it's possible that the semen doesn't stay in the woman's body, but when there's a health issue, it's not levatala, why not say the same thing about a condom? And he says, you know what? 
That actually is a good argument. He says, further in this kuva, a very, very long kuva, following this position of the ri, like spilling it on sticks and stones, but nevertheless it's permissible in this context because it's the way to have marital sex in this context. Ain zelavatal, and therefore it's not wasted. Yesh makom lahati or afpikisim shelove sheish karm tashmish. So you can logically that would apply to the condom. Yes, the semen is all staying within the condom, but nevertheless, in this context, if this is the safe way to be having marital sex because of the woman's health and because, for example, the diaphragm, for some reason you can't use that, or maybe even if you could. Okay, it's no longer levatala, it's all for a purpose. But Moshe says that actually is a good argument. However, here he raises that there are two ways within the Rishonim of understanding why the moch is okay. One way that we've been emphasizing is that it's necessary to use this for health reasons and therefore it's not levatala. But another way emphasizes that the act of intercourse, when a moch is there, when a diaphragm is there, is not obstructed. And it's a completely natural act of intercourse, what's considered to be kedarko. And that's why it's permitted. And anything that results from a natural act of intercourse is allowed. That approach, for example, might not allow forms of sexual activity between husband and wife that lead to ejaculation outside the woman's vagina if it's not an act of actual vaginal um, intercourse. So according to this approach, that it has to be a natural act of intercourse, Ramosha says, now you've got a problem with the condom. Because the condom, because the semen all remains within the condom, it never goes into the vagina altogether, and because because the condom completely, you know, separates the penis from the vagina, it is not a totally natural act of intercourse. If that's what you need, then Rav Moshe says, then you cannot allow the condom. That's the reason the condom for him would be not as good as the diaphragm, not because of the semen and destroying semen, but because of is it natural intercourse or not natural, fully natural or not, and do you need there to be intercourse, or is it enough that it be a sex between husband and wife? In the course of this, he references the Achiezer, Reb Chaim Ozergradansky, who writes a chuv about the use of condom and says it's permissible and says it is a natural act of intercourse. And one of his proofs is, if when we're dealing with a forbidden act of sex, the use of a condom doesn't mean that a person won't transgress, a man won't transgress adultery if he uses a condom or incest if he uses a condom. So he says, clearly, it is considered a full act of intercourse halachically, and therefore, it is permissible to be used under the right circumstances, health issues, and so on, and it is completely a natural act of sex. Rav Moshe rejects this. He says the following, He considers this to be an act, a normal act of sex, and he says, that doesn't make any sense. So he rejects the Achiezer's approach, and therefore for him, the allowance of this is a little narrower than the diaphragm, not because of the issue of the semen, but because of whether it's considered to be a fully natural act of sex. I actually, somebody once told me that in um, certain yeshivish communities, when they refer to the Achiezer's position on the condom, you know, since the condom is seen as so verboten and is so taboo, they don't even want to sort of deal with the fact that such a huge guggle and a posek like Reb Chaim Ozer felt that it was okay and what was even considered derech tashmish. So when they discuss this position in this context, they say, Oto HaPosek. They won't even name him. They'll say, yeah, that Posek, who we know has weird things to say about a condom. They don't say that about Rav Moshe. Rav Moshe is a little bit more limited. So what's the upshot with this? So Rav Moshe says, look, 
when there's a real need, even though this is not as big of a camp of the Rishonim, because this is not natural, it's still a major camp of Rishonim, and it's not a problem of Zerulavatala, and this can be relied on when there really is enough of a need. But when he ends his tshuva, he pulls back a little bit, and here's what he says. When it comes to the issue of the condom, and you feel that using a diaphragm is not a reasonable option, it's too much risk, and the only thing you can feel confident with is the condom, which is quite fascinating because a condom, I believe, is less reliable than a diaphragm. But anyway, for some women, diaphragm doesn't work. It moves around and so on. So let's say that's what's the case here. And this was before he was dealing with IUD and other options. Before he says, go ahead and use the condom, he says, You should speak to my uncle, the Gaon Rabbi Yaakov Kontrovitz, Shlita, Oim Echad Migdole Hador, or one of the greats of the generation, Vierlehem Chuvati, and show them what I've just written, this long responsum, Shenitbar Betuftam Heter Betami Muchrachim, and I've showed good, solid foundation why it should be permissible. Shenit Yashu Harbed Varim, Bezrat Hashemit Barach, and I've solved a lot of problems. So he says, get some other posek to chime in. So it seems that even for Rav Moshe, and I don't know if this is culturally it was taboo, because of some sense that this was, you know, the condom for some postkin. Part of the problem, of course, is that it's the sort of symbol of casual sex. Um, it's not exactly clear why, since he did lay it all out, why he feels that another gadol has to be consulted, but that is what he says here. And in other chuvot, when Rav Moshe, in passing, deals with the condom, he doesn't say it's usr, he uses the phrase, ein lahatir. We shouldn't be permitting it. It almost sounds like a policy position that halakhically he feels confident that it is permissible when it's necessary to be used, but he wants other postkim to weigh in. He wants maybe more authority behind it, maybe for certain communal reasons, and he's hesitant as a policy position to be explicitly permitting it. One does wonder, of course, what he would say in private. It's my sense from the two vote and from the way he does not say it's forbidden and lays this foundation that in private he actually, when necessary, would permit it. And this is really important because even till today, there are many people who think that a condom is completely forbidden. And one of Rav Moshe Feinstein's early, early chuvot, which he consistently referred to, he really says that there's good reason that if there aren't other options, that a condom would be permitted. Thanks for listening to Igris Moshe A to Z with Rabbi Dov Linzer. This podcast is brought to you three times a week by Shivat Chovevei Torah. Don't forget to subscribe and check out yctorah.org to learn more.